Let's get started. This one's going to be a fast one, I think. Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, but hey, everybody, welcome back. Welcome. welcome back to the luck we had, a shameless recap podcast. Uh, today it's just just family. It's just me and Evan today. Just us, just two peas in a pod. Just the two of us, even though we had a fucking great time last week. Uh, last week's episode was probably one of my favorite episodes by far, because like I feel like me you and lena just have the same like like ranking of just like how much we know about shameless and just like honestly lena knows more than me so literally i had to i went in afterwards and recorded i don't know if you listened to it i put a, a disclaimer at the top of the episode i'm like hi so we're gonna yep, be talking I heard the about intro. the rest of the series <laughs> Hi, sir. You're listening to three shameless fanatics. We will be spoiling the entire series for you. <laughs> yes. And we have to have Lena back, like, literally as often as humanly possible. Oh, 100 I would love 100%. to have her back to just rant about Noel's horrible beard in season two. I don't want to think about that beard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to think about it. It's so patchy and the way they dyed it. Mm. Uh, Shameless wardrobe, sometimes we love them, and then the stylist, we, we got to talk. The poor boy growing it out for Hatfields and McCoys, and then Hatfields and McCoys making him shave it off. Oh, the poor boy. <laughs> anyway, what have you been doing this week? So I just spent the last six days in a row working my ass off at Starbucks. So I'm excited to relax and talk about Shameless so I don't have to worry about that nonsense anymore. Nice. <laughs> I still unemployed because the mm. the movie theater and the film festival industry is um sh- on a struggle bus, especially yeah. the person who used to be in charge of venues. There aren't venues anymore. Um, <laughs> so it's been a little rough. But this week I decided I finished uh, the show that I was watching and I decided to dive in to it's it's August uh, AU autumn uh, Halloween. It's Halloween now. So <laughs> I'm watching spooky movies. And I, I know, I've been seeing on your story just all the horror movies you have a list yeah. of that you're going to watch. And I only got into slasher movies, like, I, I got into, like, Scream, like, two years ago. And I got mm-hmm. into just slasher movies in general, like, the, the classics last year. Mm-hmm. I'm not, like, Hereditary can fuck off. I am never oh. watching that. <laughs> I'm not, like, the ones that try to, like, ruin your mind, never, yeah, ever the more like that. I Like, I, like... I think, like, the difference between, like, slasher and psychological is obviously, like, one's gory and then one just makes you sit there and think. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I'm on that Friday the 13th, Nightmare mm. on Elm Street, Halloween, yes. Final Destination. Um, For Noel, Noel only. <laughs> no, I actually really enjoy the Final Destination films. And when I put on the second Final Destination film, I was like, oh, right, Noel's in this one. <laughs> Doesn't, like... I I remember, I think I've seen one Final Destination. I think it was probably one of the more recent ones. But, like, that scared the shit out of me, and I did not like it one bit. But oh. I remember when I got really into Shameless, like, obviously, when you get into a show, you hyperfixate on your favorite character and the actor. So you go down their IMDb, and you just watch everything. Yeah. So I remember you told me to watch The Riches. Great show. Yes. Missed that show. I'm sad they took it off of Netflix. The fucking writer strike just it's on Hulu. But the It's writer, on Hulu. Yeah, okay, cool. The writer strike in the middle of that season, season 2, ended the show early and it's on a cliffhanger where Noel's character is in trouble. It's so upsetting. It's so upsetting. And then so I saw that he was in Final Destination and I was like, "You know what? I'm not going to watch the movie. Let me just go on YouTube and find his clip." Doesn't he like explode from a grill or something? Yes. Yes, he does. Like he probably yes, he does. like I feel like out of all the deaths I've heard or t- like people heard people talk about with that, I feel like his was the most like 
low-key, just, like, almost funny death because it's just, like, he's there and then it explodes and then everyone's just, like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's the like, last what? It's the last scene of the second film. Sorry, spoiler alerts for this movie that came spoiler out in 2003. Spoiler alerts for Final Destination that came out in, yeah, literally, <laughs> like, over a decade ago. 20-year-old film. But, yeah, he does explode at the end of it. Um, and, of course, if we're watching Noel Fisher movies, he is an Agent Cody Banks. He's the rich bully in Agent Cody Banks that throws him in the pool at the pool party. <laughs> I think one, I think one, not two, I think it's one. I think it's Agent Cody Banks one. Um, and, uh, of course, Max Keeble's, Max Keeble's big move. Max Dude, the freaking, <laughs> I, never, I remember watching that movie when I was younger because, like, I, like, definitely, like, it's it came out, like, definitely before, like, I was at the age, but, like, if anyone watched Disney when they were, like, 10 years old at, like, 3 in the morning, they played all of the old movies and stuff like that. So I remember watching that all the time. And that fucking frog. Magoogles frog. is his name. He likes the swampy bog. <laughs> <laughs> I love at one point, too, like, his Noel's character writes the names of the kids that he bullies on his shirt. One yeah. of them is Vladimir, which is his character's name in Breaking Dawn. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate parallels. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. They I thought Noel couldn't ever look whiter and then he was in the Twilight movies. I'm like, oh right, you're an albino. Got it. Man's is already blonde as hell and they just made it worse for him and more pale. Casper the friendly ghost unwanted bastard child, according to his uh Twitter bio. It's so weird because he looks so natural with dark hair, but then when you see his natural hair, it doesn't look real. And no, because his natural hair is ginger. Like, let's be clear. Yeah. He's a ginger who prefers blonde, but, like, black just looks so right on him. It looks so good on him. Season one, if we we question his hair choices, but after, like, season, like, three, his hair gets to be a normal style color. Yeah. Because the, way the it first season, Castle like, Rock, it just is, like, spikes. They gave him just brunette in Castle Rock. Like, not black, not blonde, a nice little in-between, and it looked really, really natural and purposeful. I liked it. Um, my friend, my friend has a podcast called the Taped Off TV podcast, where they're doing like a battle of the network stars between her mm. and her, uh, Nicole and Lamar, who are the hosts, and um, they're so they're picking teams for a bunch of networks, and one of them, one of the faceoffs was Showtime versus Hulu, and she put Noel on the Hulu team and not the Showtime team, and I was like, fuck, uh I can't vote for the Showtime team now because you put him on the Hulu team because of Castle Rock. I messaged Damn. her about it. I was like, how dare you? How very dare you? <laughs> how freaking dare you? <laughs> I haven't caught up, so I need to listen to, like, them reasoning why, who made what team. But uh, if you want to listen to two other people talk about television shows and just, like, be smart and great with each other, Taped Off TV podcast, just so everybody knows. But for now, you're listening to the Luck We Had podcast. And we yes. are about to get into recapping season one, episode 11, Daddy's Girl. And we're excited for it. So this would have premiered the week of my birthday, um, March 20th, 2011. So that was nine years ago. So I would have been 16. I would have been. <laughs> I don't even want to say how old I would have been. Oh my fucking God. I would have been 10 years old when this episode came out. I was 10 years old. I'm going to jump off a cliff. <laughs> Oh my god, I like the concept of time doesn't feel real to me anymore because at this point I'm almost 20 years old. Yeah. So when I think about things that I was into maybe five, six plus years ago, it doesn't seem like it should be that long. But then you look at it actually and you're like, oh, 
where are we in the world now? Yeah. <laughs> 2011? That does not seem like nine years ago. That's insane to me. Yep, that was nine. That's what I think the same thing when I'm like, 1980, 20 years ago. No, no, no. That was no, 40 years 40, ago. 40 <laughs> years ago. Like, the fact that, like, like, uh, I'm just getting flabbergasted by this. I'm gonna. I could scream about how I don't believe in the concept of time for for hours. And like the last six months have only proven that time doesn't exist. Time oh, isn't real. Exactly. <laughs> I actually commented on somebody's Facebook post, uh, like a shameless Facebook uh, post. They were talking about how quick. Um, spoiler alert for what? Just how quick one of the pregnancies on the show was. And I was like, um, time isn't real. I used Lena from last week. I was like, um. So we talked about it on my podcast that Debbie has three birthdays and uh, <laughs> Ian ages two years in the same year that Carl only ages. No, Ian stays 17 in the same year that Carl ages two years. Nothing makes sense. None of it makes yeah. sense. Does in their real. time and in real time, time isn't real. <laughs> but for now, episode 11 aired on March 20th, 2011. It was written by Nancy M. Pimentel. We've talked about her before. This is her third <laughs> of 25 Shameless episodes, and she's written through through 2019. She's also written on The Mick, South okay. Park. Did you did you ever watch The Mick? I love The Mick. I, am, I love The Mick. I am furious that The Mick still isn't on television. I'm furious I'm so about it. mad. I, was, I really enjoyed that show because, like, I'm a huge It's Always Sunny fan, and then I'm fucking obsessed with... Um, Caitlin Olsen? Yeah, Caitlin Olsen. And, like, I love the kids in the that show, too, because they went on to do other things. Yeah. But, like, I'm so mad that it got canceled. And, like, the, like the kid that, that w- had to go to the all-girls school, so they had uh, pre- to pretend to be a girl. And then mm-hmm. they asked Caitlin Olsen's character, can I just be a girl at home? And they were like, you can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, yeah! Oh, it was so good! Yeah. It was, like, D's, like, mentality and power, but with a smarter individual. <laughs> it was D and Fiona put together, uh. but with money. Oh my god. <laughs> and then, like, this is, like, so random fun fact, but the, not the youngest boy in the show, but, like, the middle child in the show. Yeah. His sister, Ethan, um, how do you pronounce his name? Cut- Ethan Kutsky? Ro- Carl? Kutsky? Yeah, Carl. So, the actor who played Carl, he was dating the kid's sister, and no so fun. he's friends with all of them, and, like, I used to see them all, like, post together on Instagram. And I was like, damn, when worlds collide. I love the Mick so much. The fact that the Mick is off the air and AP Bio continued for as long as it did makes me viscerally angry. I did not sit down and watch AP Bio. Dennis, uh, friend Glenn Howerton didn't deserve my views. I watched <laughs> it for two episodes because Pat Oswald was on it. And I love Pat Oswald. Mm. But, mm, nope. But yeah, so Nancy Pimentel wrote an episode or a few episodes of the Mick, which we love. And South Park, which, like, makes total fucking sense. Uh, But this episode was also directed by Sana Hamri. I am deeply sorry if I pronounced that incorrectly. (laughs) Deeply sorry about it. This is her first of four episodes that she will do through 2015. She did one episode of Glee, New York, New York. My favorite show! Season five, episode one. Great episode. Don't watch (laughs) Glee, by the way. It sucks. Just, (laughs) Just so our listeners know. I did. I only put the title of the episode in the year. Evan knew immediately what episode it was and what happened in it. And like, but don't watch Glee. It sucks. I hate Glee so much, but that show has such a big place in my heart. It's kind of like at the ranking with like Shameless, Supernatural, Glee, 
Um, what other shows do I hate? That's great. Like, no, <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean. Because we know that they're garbage. We're aware. We know what the fuck these things are, but we will never be able to let go. But will I stop watching them? Never. <laughs> uh, speaking of shows I know you had to let go of, I am very sorry to hear about I Am Not Okay With This. I had to take a moment when I found out that show was canceled. I have never been more disappointed in like a long time because I that show was getting such good reviews. It had so much potential. It got such a large fandom because um, I know you're not really big on it, but you probably know about it because me and Zoe. Yeah. But so two of the actors from the It movie were in that show. And so, of course, you had all the fans from that show, that that movie and that, um, what's it called? Like films and stuff yeah. like that. Having oh, a show watched. where you see them again I, and then it just, it, it just. <laughs> I watched I Am Not Okay With This because Zoe told me about it. And mm-hmm. I also heard the society got canceled. And uh, let's yeah. just say it right now. Netflix is homophobic. Netflix is homophobic. Literally. Literally. Because they will literally. give you queerness for one or two seasons and then go, all right, that's enough. We're pulling. They only, it. they, I would have noticed is that the only queer things they profit off of was the ones that do abnormally well. So like Queer Eye and yeah. Queer Eye. And Queer <laughs> so Eye. Like, and Queer Eye. Five seasons um, like, of Queer Eye in two in two years. Like, and then we have like them going to Japan and like all these other like yeah. spinoffs. But like, Sensei, I saw dead, so dead much. I had saw so much potential, and I am not okay with this. And it's from it's by two of one of my favorite like uh, like directors and writers because it was from the producers and writers of Stranger Things and End of the Fucking World, which are the other two of my favorite Netflix shows that I really got into. And yeah. like. It's just so upsetting. I and think like, more specifically, Netflix hates queer women. Because shows yeah. with queer men, or shows that even just have some queer men on them, like the horrible 13 Reasons Why, get get as many fucking seasons as they want to yeah. have. But queer women, like on Sense8, and I know that there were queer men on Sense8 too, but like on Sense8, and like, I am not okay with this, nah, fuck off. You don't get shit. You don't get anything. The, the fight we had to fight for Sense8 to get the ending it deserved. Like, ugh, ugh. It's like, when was the last time you saw a show with a good plot line, very creative basis, with a cast who was actually the age which they're supposed to be, ex- with the exception of some of the individuals in that show were a couple years older, but a lot of the kids in that show were the ages they were playing, having... Uh, LGBT rep, um, representation in a movie, I mean, in a show, and also it just being a new creative, like, storyline and stuff like that, and for them to just take that away, and, like, what boggles my mind even more is the amount of TV shows within the last week I have heard or being confirmed for restarting filming in the next couple weeks, yeah. i.e. Shameless is starting the film, it's, I think they're in pre-production a, they're right now. They're doing a virtual table read on Monday. And mm-hmm. I think they start filming in September. So enough mm-hmm. time for the for the cast and crew to quarantine beforehand. And yeah. then they're like laying out like Supernatural's back to filming too. Yeah, Supernatural just started filming. Um, I don't watch this show, but I was talking about like how like talking about this with my friend yesterday. Like I know that Outer Banks is starting the film again. Like there's so many shows starting the film again, but I was like, what makes Netflix different? Personally for me, I feel like Netflix would have been more structured than just like a uh, like a television, um, like, yeah. uh, what am I thinking? Word. Uh, like a network. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. Network. That's the word I was thinking of. It's like, I don't know. I'm just really disappointed. And I hope 
once COVID does die down, they have the opportunity to start up again because you know more than not those fucking kids would love to do that show again because it's a new original thing. Yeah. And like, I'm grateful that it is based off a comic. So if I genuinely wanted to, I can go and get those comics because I have been interested. But at the same time, I'm like, you can't feed us to feed us this this year. Give us eight episodes, 20 minutes long, and then be like, and leave on a cliffhanger. Leave on a cliffhanger. And then say, see ya. It's like, I genuinely won't be surprised if Umbrella Academy gets canceled too. Because even though it's got a rabid fan base, and even though it is an incredible show, um, it's got two queer characters in it. So we're going to make up an excuse and we're going to cancel that shit. We can't win. We can't win. We never win. Uh, But yeah, Shameless is starting filming again. And the the guy who plays Kermit has just been telling us everything. I love him. (laughs) (laughs) We find everything out from Kermit and Tommy. That's why we stand them so hard, because we find everything out from them. So they're doing block filming. So like the first four episodes, all the scenes that take place in the alibi, they're shooting all at once. And like the first four episodes, all the scenes that take place at the Gallagher house, they're shooting all at once. So that it's one location filming. So it's going to be a weird vibe. Uh, They will use that as an excuse to have Ian and Mickey never even look at each other. uh, (laughs) Uh, but I heard Station 19 just announced that they're going that they are absolutely going to tackle COVID and the Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, interesting. Well, that's a mostly POC-led show written mm-hmm. and produced by Shonda Rhimes in the Grey's Anatomy spectrum. So I trust it. <laughs> I trust them to handle that. And like, there's no way Grey's Anatomy isn't going to do a COVID thing. So, yeah. It's, it's, I, I trust it and I'm excited for, I saw one of the actresses from Grey's Anatomy is like me walking down the street with a mask on thinking I get to be nice and anonymous. And then I remember I was a surgeon on television for nine years. (laughs) (laughs) So people recognize her with or without a mask, bitch, like even more so with a mask. Uh, but anyway, anyways, (laughs) so yeah, let's get into the episode. Daddy's girl, daddy's with a Z, D-A-D-D-Y-Z girl. Uh, the synopsis is Fiona meets a new friend at Debbie's mother's group. Uh, or it's a PTA. Why did they phrase it like that? That's to- really weird. Yeah. <laughs> Tony unravels the truth about Steve's car stealing business. Frank loses his workers' compensation and tasks his kids with finding him a new and promisingly dangerous job. Oh, I do want to put uh, a warning up at the top of this episode. At the end of this episode. Uh, Just a trigger warning, we will be talking about a sexual assault, so just letting people know that that's happening at the end of this episode. So the previously on is done by Frank. Um, So we're back to just Frank telling us what happened this week. Yeah, I feel like they're like getting towards the end of the season, they were like, we gotta bring Bill Macy back. Lip, Fiona, and Carl, they're the only ones that we got to see previously on's from that weren't Frank. Because Debbie and uh, Ian don't exist, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Um, So... In the previous one, we remember Lip is uh, doing a job for Steve, picking up a car. Uh, that Steve isn't Steve. His name is Jimmy, and his family Jimmy is Steve. rich. That t- Fiona, that Tony is protective over Fiona and has pulled Jimmy over before to, like, sort of press that on him. Uh, that Ian is not Frank's son. Mon- <laughs> Monica has left the building. And uh, Sheila also left the building when she kicked Eddie's sorry ass out and she went out onto the street. Probably Uh, most iconic moment of season one. Truly. Oh, we love her. So we open this episode. Fiona and Steve are in bed being adorable. Seeing if they can curl their tongues or wiggle their ear. They're just being 
fucking it's so adorable. cute it's so cute it's oh my god it's the best the, the, I'm, the fiona and her domestic bliss like that's the only thing that gives me serotonin <laughs> the chemistry with emmy with uh with emmy and why can't i remember his name oops the actor for steve yes I literally Justin, don't. Justin Chatwin, Emmy and Justin. <laughs> Their chemistry is. Sorry, I just had like a whole blackout moment. Anyway, so they're in bed. They're being fucking cute as hell. I would watch an hour of just this. Um, they're saying Fiona says she can put her ankle behind her head and sing and sing the Star Spangled Banner. <laughs> like, what are the the two completely things? Are just like amazing. So she does it. She, she has puts so her much ankle, talent. She puts her ankle behind her head and starts singing the Star Spangled Banner. It's so good. Oh, it's so good. I feel like these, like, really cutesy moments, like, really show, like, like not really how young she is, but, like, how, like, she just wants to be, like, happy and have fun and just be, like, herself instead of just having to be a um, 35-year-old mother when she's actually 21, 22. Yeah. it's when you remember how young she actually is in scenes like this. Uh, but while she's got her ankle behind her head and she's singing the Star Spangled Banner... Debbie walks in and asks if she's going to learn how to do this when she starts having sex. <laughs> and Fiona's like, this has nothing to do with sex. And Debbie's like, so then why are you? It was good. It was really good. I love um, them. So then she tells Fiona, like, hey, remember when Monica was in town pretending to be a mom? She signed up to do PTA stuff. And now you have to come do PTA stuff or people will make fun of me. And so Fiona, like, is annoyed by it, but reluctantly agrees Mm-hmm. even though the moms are bitches and Fiona hates it but Fiona's not gonna not keep a promise that Monica made because that would make her like Monica and, and that's a whole spiral yeah. um, so she, Fiona gets up to leave the room to go get dressed to do this school thing and Debbie stays behind to ask Jimmy Steve when he's gonna come clean and tell Fiona that his name is Jimmy he says soon and he just like brushes her off he's like soon I'll tell her soon and he kisses Fiona goodbye Oh, wait, we cut to him kissing Fiona goodbye from the vantage point. Oh, so we're going outside to the Gallagher porch. So, like, time has passed. They've gotten dressed. We go outside to the Gallagher porch. Tony is sitting outside the house watching Steve leave. And Steve kisses Fiona goodbye and walks off the porch. What? Literally, from just season one, we have seen a total of probably three different cops in a scenario. And Tony is just sitting outside of their house. With his partner, like, man, do you not have a, like, do you not have somewhere to go? You're in Chicago. Do you not have somewhere to go be needed? Or but no, you can sit outside while you're fucking, like, what? Isn't this the part when, like, his, uh, like, partner is, like, drinking, like, the drink and he just, like, is, like, only sucking on the ice? Yeah. <laughs> you're a bastard. I a bastard. love Tony, but at the same time, like, I don't like Tony until, like, the season, like, Seven or eight. <laughs> that makes sense why I don't like Tony. Haven't seen season seven or eight. I just hate Tony. And you are a bastard. Just like all cops. He is so a bastard. Speaking of these bastard cops, they're sitting outside uh, Fiona's house stalk- stalking her. Um, this is a new partner. It's not the annoying partner from last time. It's a new guy. F- Tony's like, I can't believe Fiona chose him. Bruh, you're boring. Bro, like, it's not even that she chose him. She didn't even say she was dating you. They fucked once in a car, and then she blew him off. Yeah. Girl, like, boy, she ghosted you. <laughs> and his partner tells him, we'll find you another skanky hood girl to to obsess about. Did you just call my woman a skanky hood girl? Mm, no, I don't fuck with that. I love her. Um. So then we go back to our queen, Fiona, 
and Debbie. They're talking about the bitchy moms that are at the PTA meeting. And Fiona goes into the boys' room to borrow a sweater. And while we're in there, we learn that Lip and Ian are looking up who Ian's real dad is. Because, like, maybe he'll give him cash or child support or something. Mm-hmm. Ian is not into this journey. He, <laughs> Ian does not want any part of it. Lip is the one leading the charge. Ian's just, like, sort of there. He's like, yeah, I guess that's what you're doing today. I guess Ian doesn't have to work today. It's the one day. He yeah, the one. they're also not in school, so. <laughs> yeah. Is it Saturday? Is it just a day off school? Who fucking is, knows? Is it a holiday? We'll never know. Who fucking knows? So Fiona suggests that the boys take the bus out to see Grammy so they can find out who Frank's brothers are. And they have to take the bus out to see Granny because Grammy is in prison. Grammy's in prison. Uh, Grammy. Yeah. Literally, the, the things I could say about that woman. More on her later. But anyway, Yeah, she's more of a season two anger topic. We cut over to Debbie's school. So Fiona and Debbie wander in. Fiona already looks like she wants to get the fuck up out of there. And then in walks, hello, Jasmine. Jasmine. I forgot about Jasmine. I forgot about Jasmine until this episode, and I'm so fucking excited for Jasmine. That makes total sense when you sent me that message the other day. You were like, (laughs) I totally forgot about the hot bitch that had the the hots for Fiona. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) I'm fucking into this. Because Jasmine is acting around Fiona the way I would. Not in, like, the predatory way that Jasmine acts. It's It's a little predatory. But, like, I also would not be able to handle how gorgeous this woman is. Like, I I understand you. Anyway, let's meet Jasmine. She walks in. She is nice to Fiona, unlike all the other bitchy moms. And she tells Fiona, oh, you can go over there to that craft section. That's what we're doing right now. So Fiona goes over to some bitchy moms who are talking about refinancing their houses. And the way Fiona's looking at those kitty scissors, she wants to stab somebody with them. (laughs) Stab herself. (laughs) It also looks like they're setting up for a St. Patrick's Day party. So good. This is supposed to be March. So it's March. <laughs> which is rare that the episode takes place at the time in which it is airing. So within a week of St. Patrick's Day is, wow, correct. That's impressive. Because that's oh, when I'm this so aired. proud of them. Yeah. <laughs> they got one thing right. <laughs> yeah. So these moms passive are passive aggressive and awful and say that it must be nice that Fiona doesn't have to worry about this stuff, like refinancing her house. And she says, yeah, it gives me more time to buy drugs and fence stolen goods. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Lean into it, Fiona. Do it. If they're going to be passive aggressive, you be aggressive aggressive. Do it. Jasmine agrees with me. She overhears this and she laughs. For the moment, we stand Jasmine. Um, (laughs) It's going to be fun. This is going to be fun. Uh, So we cut to Carl and Debbie. Oh, so I'm sorry. I said earlier Debbie was with Fiona. She was not. Carl and Debbie are in their house playing video games, and Frank comes barreling into the house, of course, singing about getting cash today. I think it's disability check day. And we get a clarification on our question from earlier. He asked what the kids are doing home, and they said, budget cuts. We have every other Friday off. Cool. (laughs) That, That retroactively explains a lot of previous episodes as to what day is it and why aren't you in school. It must have been a Friday. They get every other Friday off. Sure. That's a way to write around your issues. Let's do it. Sorry. Frank. So Frank is there. He gets the mail. And we find out that his workers comp got terminated. And he's not getting a workers comp check anymore. Sucks for you. Sucks for you. (laughs) And then we go over to Karen's house. And Lip, Lip comes over to Karen's house to visit her. And finds her listening to terrible metal music. 
in her basement slash her dad's old room. And it's all wood paneled walls. It is awful down there. Yeah, no, it's the most disgusting, like, basement. It reminds, it's like, it's such an old basement, too, yeah. though. So it's just like, ew. <laughs> it's wood paneled walls and shag carpet and clowns everywhere. And, like, and no lighting. Like, there's, like, no windows. The lights are, like, yellow. Like, it's not a good vibe down there. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the clowns make it worse. So Karen has a nose piercing going from her ear to her nose with a chain on it. It is disgusting. Um, what? 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 I'm sure it's some literally people... like I like that look, but girl does not. Not do that on look her. Good. Some people could definitely pull it off. She is not those one of those people. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, this is a signal that she's having a mental fucking breakdown. That's what this is. So she's got that nose piercing with a chain on it. And Lip compliments it. Lip comes over. He tries to get her to come with him to visit Ian, to visit his grandma with him and Ian. So he's trying to get her out of the house. He's trying to take her mind off of things. He compliments the chain. Lip is being a good boyfriend. Lip is he's, being, being, he's being so nice. He's being a good guy and trying to help her get through some shit. But she's fine. She doesn't know what he's talking about. What, what do you mean, problem? Lip... He doesn't mean to be a dick, but he's like, yeah, so your dad called you are kind of a whore. Your dad called you are you are kind of a whore. Because, like, I think in his mind, he thought that she was, like, cool with it. That she Because like, I feel like Karen's been, like, such a fuck-all attitude that I feel like, yeah, I'm a whore. Like, I feel like that's just, that would be something she would have said to Lip before. But I guess, like, obviously, it it's different when she would say it or whatever than compared to her dad humiliating her and saying it so obviously it's hitting a nerve probably more than ever yeah but lip doesn't know any better and my poor boy she's in a very triggered headspace so this this seemingly innocent comment that he thought would be a joking thing between them is very much not that um and she's not here for it so he he calls her a whore um Again, not in a derogatory way. She's like, you you a little bit, you a little bit are. And I thought yeah, that, was, a bit I thought of a that was your vibe. Uh, she gets pissed about it and kicks him out of the house. Um, she like screams at him. Yeah. Because she's not in a good space. Uh, but you know who else is in a good space? Frank. We go over <laughs> to the L and Frank catches his lawyer icing the stairs uh, because it's cold out because it's March. And the lawyer's like, putting water on the stairs to ice the stairs because he's an ambulance chaser and he wants to sue the city. So they argue about Frank losing his workman's comp and the guy's like, dude, that's on you. You got caught doing shit that you said you weren't physically able to do. And we get like a video montage of Frank like moving somebody in and running down the street and stealing a TV. So it's like, (laughs) you are able to move and pick things up. You got caught and they cut your workman's comp. Sorry about it. That's on you. Uh, so that must have been the work of Jasper. Jasper must have been on that case. Remember Jasper? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Jasper. The one time we see Jasper. <laughs> um, so then we go back to the school. Uh, Fiona is cleaning up whatever like project she was working on with those bitchy moms. And Jasmine comes over and is nice to her again. And she calls the other woman, tw- the other women twats. Love it. <laughs> this woman is flirting with Fiona. She's and girl is not being subtle at Oh. But Fiona is not picking up what she is putting down. Um, she couldn't be. She is art. Do you listen to Girl in Red? That is, she is. <laughs> she's all over this shit, and Fiona is not. She can't even see it. It is over her head. She asks Fiona out to get a drink with her. She starts with coffee and amps up to a drink. 
And that's a date. That's a date, ma'am. That is a date. And Fiona agrees just because she's happy another mom is being nice to her. Oh, you poor sweet summer child. Anyway, back to the Gallagher house. Frank is getting cleaned up because now he has to go find a job that he can get injured at and collect workman's comp from. (laughs) I hate him so much. The fact that, like, he's just so far gone that, like, he wouldn't even get an actual job. He's just like, let me find the easy way out. And Debbie comes in. She has typed up a resume for him because she is a daddy's girl. Um, And then she and Carl have a stupid sibling fight. And Frank agrees to let them come with him to this job hunt. Okay. Great, great thing. Literally bring a child with you to your fucking job application. Yeah. Uh, So then we go over to uh, Lip and Ian. They're walking down the street talking about finding out who Ian's real dad is. And Lip is really pushing it. But Ian is still, like, can't, not con- not convinced on this dad search. He's like, can you think of one good dad we know? And <laughs> you're right. Like, uh, I guess technically right now, Kev, because he's a foster dad. But that's about it. That's about it. Yeah, about it. And then we join up with Frank, who brought Debbie and Carl with him to the temp agency where he's looking to find a job he can get injured at. And this guy at the temp agency has worked with Frank before, does not want to give Frank a job from his special list which are dangerous jobs that it's easy to get injured at. The guy's not into it, but Frank Frank sweet sweet talks him the way that Frank does. And he gets a list of jobs he can easily get injured at. But doesn't he like he like it's very like reluctant to give it to him, but then he's like, I'm gonna go step away and if you see these jobs, I did not tell you or something like that yeah right? like if if this list were to disappear from my desk i guess there's nothing i can do about it <laughs> uh so then we join ian and lip at a women's prison where they're visiting their grandmother frank's mom she apparently gets good pussy in the joint uh good for her uh and she's got a hookup for coke and she is in prison for killing two college students in a meth lab explosion <laughs> Uh, wow, icon. She is a, she's a mur- she's a murderer. She killed two people. <laughs> it was an accident, but she killed two people. In case anybody is wondering where she falls on the good person, bad person scale, she killed two people. Oh no, woman will never be on the good person side. <laughs> yeah, no. So Lip and Ian are there looking for Frank's, looking to find out Frank, who Frank's brothers are to figure out which one is Ian's dad. Um, so she asks in exchange for this information for a carton of cigarettes a week. And they agree, because that's reasonable. That's not a bad deal at all. We find out Clayton, Jerry, and Wyatt are apparently Frank's brothers. And she gets taken away. She says that Jerry owes her money, and she will have her ex stab him in the eye if he doesn't pay up soon. Cool. Oh, before she left, she also said Wyatt couldn't be it because he lost his balls somehow. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, who knows? Yeah. So Wyatt's not his dad. It's either Clayton or Jerry. She gets taken away by by the security at the prison. And then we go to al- the alibi with a super fun shot of someone playing pool. And I really like it. It was just a cool visual transition. I liked it a lot. But oh, look, it's Jasmine and Fiona playing pool. Oh, um, look at them. This is very gay. We find out that Jasmine is eight years older than Fiona. So she's. The woman's at least like 29. 29, yeah. They talk about Jasmine's Kegel exercises and how her marriage is just so so. Uh, she does Kegels because she's had three children. And she she just, like, sort of likes her husband, but he doesn't have passion. This Are Kegels, is... like, vagina exercises? Yeah, it's like squeezing. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's whatever. But they're, so they're talking about Jasmine's vagina um, and oh, how her amazing. husband doesn't have passion, so uh, they have a bad sex life. This is a date. This is a date. It's a date. Kev comes over with their food, which Jasmine pays for because this is a date. Um, <laughs> and Kev says it's weird seeing Fiona in the bar when she's not yelling at Frank. And then we find out Jasmine's dad is also a drunk, that he was a fireman. And Jasmine asks if Fiona is single because she wants to know if this woman that she is dating is single. Mm-hmm. Also, I like to point out that this is probably one of the only times, besides like later seasons with the exception, that we see them serve food at the alibi. Yeah. <laughs> There's a part like in the later seasons when Svetlana is in the picture and stuff and they try to like amp up the bar and they start serving shit, but I don't count that. But like, they like, like what like chicken tenders and fries. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. Where's their kitchen? I only remember. We've been in their back room. There's just beer back there and a sink. I only remember in season four or five, Mickey like cracks an egg in a beer at one point. Oh yeah, and then he like puts to he like cracks an ear. It's like a beer, an egg, and then he puts Tabasco in it. Fucking weird, dude. I hate him. Um. So Fiona says that she, you know she's not single. She's been seeing Steve. And that all they have is passion. And Jasmine goes, oh, say it again, but slower. Bitch. Uh, Jasmine. You're flirting. Jasmine, what are you doing? You're flirting. So then they start talking about all the places they have had dirty, dirty sex. And Jasmine says that she likes Fiona, that Fiona is a dirty girl. Mm-hmm. If these writers had the balls, they would have given Fiona a girlfriend in the nine years that they had her. I swear to God, it would have been top tier content. It would have been God tier. It would have been so Oh, yeah. There's a later season. There's a woman who was later on, I think, the 100 or another like sci-fi show, but shows up and blatantly flirts with Fiona for like six episodes. And if they had any balls at all, they would have let them be girlfriends. Fiona said no rights. Yes. So Jasmine talks about the time that she like, fucked a guy in a bathroom uh but she her bathroom fucker didn't want to be there for the small things in life and so she asked if steve likes to be there for the small things and fiona says she thinks he does and jasmine tells her to hold on to him which is actually just a very good friend thing to say yeah that's just sweet yeah so jasmine pays for their food and gets up to leave and asks if fiona is coming to the kids party tomorrow and Fiona's like, well, I don't really want to. But she, like, bats her eyes and Fiona agrees to it. And then Jasmine kisses her goodbye. Uh, it's so casual, too. And, like, she just, like, swoops in and kisses her. And then Fiona's just, like, there, like, shocked. Shook. Like, not on the cheek, on the lips. She kisses her on goodbye. On the lips. Like, she's her girlfriend because they're dating. Um, and Fiona is, like you said, Fiona's fucking flabbergasted by it. But Kev smiles and puts his hand on his... On he puts his hands under his chin and he goes, "You made my boy parts get bigger." <laughs> <laughs> I love Kevin so goddamn much. Kevin is a fucking ally. We loved him for this. Literally. Uh, so we go from that just a uh, meal of a scene, that beautiful scene, uh, to Frank. Blech. Frank, Debbie, and Carl—they're showing up to a job interview for Frank. The job is cleaning a sewer, and Carl climbs up into the guy's truck and flirts with the guy's twelve-year-old daughter. And says he's into older women. Uh, what a man. Good. We love just, Carl. That's just good Carl content. I liked it. Debbie says she doesn't like this. She doesn't like Frank cheating to get money. Why doesn't Frank just get like a real job? And Frank says, well, if he doesn't get hurt, 
then the woman at the workman's comp office wouldn't have any work to do and she would be out of a job. <laughs> a plus manipulation there, sir. Then a loud scary sound happens from down in the manhole where a man is working. And the guy down in the manhole gets hurt and the job is suddenly gone because the guy manning the station says they're going to be out for weeks. That guy is going to make millions of dollars off of this. Yeah. And Frank's face is very clearly like, that fucking could have been me. <laughs> like, they don't even outright say, like, what the guy's doing in the manhole. But, like, it seems like they're doing something. But then Mans gets fucked up. They're doing something. Like, it sounds like something really bad happened down there. Something and it's dangerous. So then we go over to Tony coming out of the cash and grab, I think. Uh, with coffee for him and his partner we've just met. I would never trust coffee from the cash and grab. Literally. No coffee made by a pedophile for me. Thank you very much. Who, <laughs> Thankfully, we do not see in this episode. Uh, but his his partner looks up the plates on the car that Jimmy Steve was driving this morning. And, oop, it was reported oh. stolen. Oh, look at that. Tony is going to bust a nut uh, at this information. Is, <laughs> I love that note. <laughs> he's so excited. Uh, he convinces his partner to hold off reporting it until Tony talks to Fiona about it. Can like, we bro, leave her alone. Can we leave Fiona She doesn't alone? care. Can we leave Fiona alone? Can we leave Fiona out of this, maybe? But we go from that to Frank, Debbie, and Carl still on the Dangerous Jobs Tour. This time they're at a medical waste disposal place. But apparently the place is now 100% safety compliant. They haven't had an accident in 93 days. And Frank would be working in the AIDS needle section. Uh, <laughs> so he is immediately not interested and they run the fuck up out of there. I think, like, Frank starts running first, and then Carl and Debbie are still just standing there, so then they have to run after him. Like, leaving a smoke trail. I love them. I hate Frank so much. Yeah. <laughs> then we cut to the Gallagher house. Fiona, she's still doing crafts for this for this thing. How many fucking crafts do they have Her to dedication. do for this thing? So Tony knocks at the back door, and he comes in and starts asking questions about Steve, and saying Steve might not be who Fiona thinks he is. And he says, you ever wonder why a guy with all that money hangs around here? Boy, you're fuck, different. Fuck you, Tony. That's just mean. Right? I wrote great way That's to get like basically telling her, like, mm, uh, you're not rich enough and you true you true poor for him. Like, uh, yeah. bitch, you live in the same fucking area as her. Like, what do you want? I, great way to get into her pants. Just insult her and where and where she lives and call her cheap and easy, basically. Mm, nope and she is not she's not having it she's offended by this comment as she fucking should be and she gets super defensive and kicks him the fuck out of her house good as she should because she also knows why a cop is asking what steve's deal is she knows that he knows that steve is stealing cars she ain't stupid he leaves and he tells her to be careful she immediately picks up the phone and calls steve because uh, her cop friend is suspicious uh -oh. of her car stealing boyfriend <laughs> So she calls him twice. She only gets his voicemail. Because uh, he could either be stealing cars or dealing with a secret family. We don't know. And the music transition between this scene and the next one with Frank is that, like, the heavy bass and chimes that they like to use a lot. They're like, ding, 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 ding. You know the one that I'm talking about? Uh, what is it? I'm sorry? The, it's, like, heavy bass and it's the chimes. That it's like the din, 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 din. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That transition. They use it all the fucking time. Like, still to this day. It seems like they use it to try to, like, hype up the scene. But then a lot of the scenes that it transitioned to is not that, like, it's not, like, the most exciting thing to happen. I'm like, you hyped up what? <laughs> yeah. So they're walking into a super unsafe looking auto shop or workshop of some sort. 
And apparently, yeah, it kind of looks like a body shop, but like not really cars or something like that. Who knows? Yeah. Apparently, it's super unsafe. They do not use environmentally friendly, like, shit like cleaners or, or whatever. And uh, Debbie just accepts the job for him when she hears how unsafe it was. Speaking of jobs, over to Karen. <sighs> she's be- poor Karen. She's becoming a cam girl. Oh, we love that when she, we don't even know if she's 18 yet. Yeah. <laughs> Between that first scene and this scene, she has dyed her hair black. So now she's got, she's got the chain from the nose to the ear and she's got black hair now. She has like super choppy, like emo fringe hair, which is 100% a wig, but we love her. Yeah, we love the costumes a, department. It's a bad <laughs> wig. It's a bad wig. Um, her site is, the title of the episode, her site is called Daddy's Girl with a Z. Shout out to her for getting a domain for her own and shit like that. That probably was not easy in 2011, having your own website and domain name. This was before OnlyFans and her and V out here just being cam girls. Literally, icons. They really, (laughs) they were the blueprint. (laughs) Let's be clear, in all this criticism we're going to do for Karen, we are not at all ever going to be shaming cam girls or OnlyFans people. We are going to be shaming Karen because we're pretty sure she is a minor. Um, yeah. Yeah. That ain't, that shit can't, nope, not cool with that. No, so girls going through it. We're just, we're feeling for her in the yeah. sense, she's, not angry at her. She's obviously emotionally traumatized and like has no business like dipping her toe into sex work right now. V is a grown woman who knows what the fuck she's doing. Um, we also have to think back at what show were we watching. This is not out of the blue for anyone of any age. So exactly. we just kind of got to go with the flow. <laughs> yeah. So she tells everybody that's watching her live stream where her father works as she is cutting her hair and recounting the purity ball where he called her a whore. And then she takes a bandage off of her arm and reveals she got whore tattooed on her arm. Oh, that tattoo was like so like... It just looked, like, nasty. <laughs> and infected. Like, it did nothing about that looked okay. Like, and, raw, splotchy, like, just, oh, poor girl. Yeah, we're going to jump away from that mental spiral to the Gallagher house, where they are all assembling cupcakes, because Fiona has to do even more for this school now. She made, like, two dozen cupcakes, because she's a good mom. Um, and the whole family is sitting around, like, arranging them and frosting them and decorating them and talking about their days. So Lip says that he and Ian visited Grammy and Carl is just eating the frosting. <laughs> uh, king. As we would expect Carl to do. And then Steve comes in uh, and Fiona is like, she's been worried sick all day. She's worried about the Tony thing, but Steve is not bothered by it. Doesn't phase him. And uh, that does, that, that sort of sets Fiona like a little off. She's like, this is, you're not worried at all not worried at all okay because outside the gallagher house is why he should be worried because tony has pulled up and sees that steve has changed the plates on the card that he ran the plates for this morning (laughs) i'm like steve is so smart but so dumb at the same time so then he goes you're going down tony says to himself you're going down fucking asshole loser Um, and then we cut to the next morning. Ian and Lip are driving the car that we just saw Tony, like, looking up because he knew it was stolen. They're driving that car up to one of Frank's brother's houses. And when they park, Lip calls Karen and he apologizes for yesterday. And he leaves her a message and apologizes. Um, because Lip is a good person who cares deeply for her. 
Yeah, he really he really likes Karen. And then, so Ian asks why Lip thinks they never met any of Frank's brothers, and <laughs> Lip says, family reunions are for families. <laughs> right. And so they knock on the door, and uh, William H. Macy in a wig opens the door. Uh, it's not Frank. It's William H. Macy in a wig and a name tag that says Jerry. To let and us like, know. and like a really nice like button up and like khakis. In just a terrible bad wigs in this episode. This episode is bad wigs. Um, it's the guy. He looks just like Frank. Who knew Frank had a twin brother? Because it's fucking William H Macy. Um, <laughs> Lip and Ian introduce themselves. They say they are Frank's sons, and Jerry slams the door in their faces. Cause Good. He knows who his brother is. Because it's him. Because it's William H. Macy. Uh, <laughs> Lip tries to knock again, and Ian stops him, and Jerry threatens to use his shotgun, so they decide to dip the fuck out of there. Which, um, good decisions. He made good decisions there. And then we go back to the Gallagher house, where Fiona is still doing crafts. She's doing more. I don't understand what what the qualifications are. For, why does the PTA have to do so very much? Are the other moms doing this much? Or is it just Fiona? Honestly, like, Fiona's probably just going all out because she wants to be such a good mom. Like, such a good, like, mom figure in a sense. Because, like, she's only doing this for Debbie. She's literally doing these crafts for the entire episode. It's fucking nuts. And the fact that she's doing them at home, too, like, couldn't be me. Yeah. So Steve and Carl are in the living room. They're playing an Xbox that Fiona does not recognize. And Steve just says he let them borrow his and not that it was a fucking bribe for Debbie. Uh, because Debbie and Steve then share a look because they, they know what's going on. And Debbie is dying for Steve to just fucking tell Fiona what's going on. So there's a knock at the door. Steve answers it. It's Jasmine. Ooh. Hi again, Jasmine. So she and Steve meet and, um, yeah. For, forget Tony. This is your competition. This woman is your competition. <laughs> if you don't treat this woman right, she fucking will. Because Jasmine has brought over huge trash bags full of clothes from her sister's closet that she thought she and Fiona could try on so she could give Fiona all these clothes. Uh, Jasmine's trying. Jasmine is doing the most. Jasmine's trying to fuck. Jasmine's trying to fuck. Oh, 100%. Uh, Because Steve says he has to leave for work, and Jasmine invites him to the classroom party as she goes upstairs to get naked with his girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) I just, it's just so good. The potential of this storyline is just magnificent. So Debbie stops Steve as he gets up to leave. She calls him Jimmy at the door. And he (laughs) says, oh, I've got an iPad in my bag for you. Basically. (laughs) Uh, I love them. And she warns him that if he doesn't tell her soon, she's going to crack. And she's going to just tell Fiona herself because she can't hold it in anymore. And she makes him pinky swear that he's going to tell her tonight. He's going to tell her tonight. And he leaves without giving her the iPad, which honestly I would have been like, I'm sorry, you mentioned an iPad. Um, <laughs> hand it over. Thank you. So Steve rushes out to his friend who is picking him up, and Tony follows them in an unmarked car. Probably Tony's personal car. Then we're over to Frank at work. Uh, so he's at work on a Saturday. Weird. Uh, being told he's not going to get to use a power tool for about a month. So he starts poking around and asking them how the last guy got hurt. And he finds out it was a seven-year-long exposure to chemicals that resulted in lung cancer. Seven years. It's a little more than Frank is ready for. 
Uh, so that's boring. Anyway, Jasmine and Fiona are changing clothes and complimenting each other's bodies. And Fiona still isn't wearing a bra. Because why would Fiona wear a bra? We, we love, they're just changing. There's nothing There's sexual. literally just like no boundaries. We love them. There's nothing sexual about this. It, except that you know that Jasmine wants to fuck. That's it. Oh yeah, you know Jasmine be looking. <laughs> uh, so Jasmine says Fiona's body is perfect and acts like she has. And Jasmine's like, "Oh, I got all this baby fat. Your body is also gorgeous." I oh yeah, they look... both are beautiful women. This actress's name I need to look up later. Uh, because she is gorgeous. Insert moment here where Amanda uh, magically looks up her name and. Here's an audio recording of her name and what she's been in. Wow, thanks, Past Amanda. This is editing the podcast, Amanda. I have looked up. The actress that plays Jasmine's name is Amy Smart. She has been in Justified, Scrubs, many other things, and is currently playing Stargirl's mother on the CW television show Stargirl. Back to you, Past Amanda and Evan. Cool, thanks. Um... <laughs> wow, we love editing. <laughs> I love producing myself and giving myself work for later. Anyway, Jasmine, she gets a call. She says she has to go. Jasmine's got to go. Fiona asks why Jasmine is being so nice to her. And Jasmine just like giggles and asks like, why wouldn't I? And then she kisses Fiona goodbye again before she leaves. Uh, Girls try to swoop in at any chance she can get. Just gals being pals. Just gals being (laughs) pals. Um, So we cut to Karen's from that fucking delicious meal. We cut to Karen's dad walking into a laundromat and Karen coming up after him in a in a busted ass wig and busting the fucking windows out of his car like she is Mercedes Jones. Uh, just busting. Oh, Glee. Um, uh, the fact that she's saying that because she was in love with Kurt. Oh, girl. Baby. Pick a, pick a struggle. Baby. <laughs> anyway, so... <laughs> Okay, uh, so we go, Karen busts the shit out of her dad's windows in his car, and then we go over to a house we've never seen before in some suburb somewhere. This is Clayton Gallagher's house. Who could that be? So Clayton and his wife and Lip and Ian are all sitting around having a little get-together looking at photo albums, and Clayton's wife is looking at Ian super intensely. She knows Ian is her husband's son. She knows it in her bones. You can see it in her face. Oh, yeah. You can just fucking see it in her face. Yeah. And, like, we don't know it yet, but Ian's middle name is Clayton. Ian's middle name is literally Clayton. It's literally Clayton. So Clayton and his wife get up. They're like, let's go get some more pop. Honey, I need you to come get some pop with me. His wife grabs him and pulls him away. And they get into a fight in the kitchen. And she says she does not fucking want them there. And you overhear that Ian looks like their child. She's like, then why the f- if he's not yours, why the fuck does he look exactly like our son? Do we, I don't know if they ever mention it, but they, do they mention if uh, Clayton and his wife have any other kids? That, I think that, I think they have a, a son. They have a son? Yeah. Because, like, she, that's what she says. She's like, well, then why does Ian look exactly like, and she says a name? So, like, I'm assuming that's their kid. She's like, if he isn't your kid, oh, how, the, okay. how come he looks exactly like our kid? Gotcha, gotcha. Fucking hell. <laughs> so Ian gets up and says they're leaving, and Lip tries to get him to stay. And Lip, Ian's like, I don't want to fucking ruin these people's lives by telling them I'm his kid. And Ian, and I fucking agree with him. Yeah. I agree with him. Ian doesn't want any fucking part of this. So he gets up and he gets the fuck out of there. 
so they leave, they go out in front of the house, and Ian says this whole father search has been about Lip. That he is, that he's still Lip's brother. He's still Carl and Debbie's brother. And he doesn't want to fucking go, he doesn't want another family. He doesn't want to go anywhere else. Yeah. Because, like, realistically, he's a minor. If he finds his biological dad, and he's not in under the care of, like, his actual guardian, quote-unquote, like, biological guardian... That man would have all the rights to take Ian in. And, like, Ian's like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to be taken away from my family. Like, yes, that might be more of his blood family, but he has his whole other family, which is who he is, like, over there. Like, I, 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 feel, I feel for Ian. I feel for him. Yeah. He feels like he's being pushed out of his family. And he's like, I don't fucking care if Frank isn't my real dad. You're my real family. Can we just stop hurting Ian? Can we stop hurting? He doesn't have a boyfriend to go talk to right now. He's in he's in juvie. <sighs> I just I want Ian to have a safe space that he doesn't feel like he's being pushed out of. Please and thank you. Literally. That's all I want. Um, so Clayton stands at the door watching the whole fight, and he and Lip share a look, and then Ian and Lip leave. The father searches over, Ian and Lip leave. They have their answer, they don't it's over. <laughs> yeah. We go over to Frank. He is pulling brake lines at work and trying to accidentally slip on the fluid that comes out on his <laughs> way into work. But then his new bestest work friend catches him and saves him from the fall. And I love the guy. He's like, oh, watch out, little buddy. And he's like super nice and like super baby bear, like 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 mama bearing him. He's like, be careful. And I was just like, oh, I love Frank's new work husband. I think he's delightful. He's so nice. Um, but we go from that to Jimmy and Steve, Jim, sorry, not Jimmy and Steve, Jimmy Steve, driving Jimmy. into a parking garage, getting tailed by Tony, and Steve gets out and then breaks into another car, and Tony walks up on him and just punches him in the fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> it just fucking rocks his shit. Fucking punches him in the face, and suddenly we're in Tony's car, he has Steve handcuffed in the back, and every time Steve tries to dodge a question, he hits the brake and Steve slams his face on the headrest. Yeah, because they didn't, like, buckle him in or anything, so man's is just getting more fucked up. Justin Chatwin is so good at getting beat up in this show. Really? Dude, they messed that boy up and he can take it. Like, he's good. <laughs> it's so it's so entertaining, too. He gets beat up in the... Like, he, the way that he starts yelling when he's getting hit, too. Like, he, it is so funny to watch him get the shit beat out of him. It's so good. Yeah, he's really good at just looking like he's dying. <laughs> uh, so anyway, Steve is handcuffed to the back of Tony's car, and he admits that he has been stealing cars for as long as he's been fucking Fiona. Uh, and Steve hits him for that, and Tony hits him for that, and like, honestly, Steve, read the room. Uh, yeah, you're already in the back of a police car of the man who's in love with your girlfriend. Like, you're already testing your fucking luck. Yeah, just re read the room. Maybe just don't say shit like that. Just just a suggestion. But we go over from that to Frank and his best buddy at work. Uh, this guy is talking about his wife and his health. And then when the guy's back is turned, Frank tank takes the nail gun and shoots himself in the hand. Just takes the quick way out. Just does it. Like, honestly... Don't think I have that confidence, but good for you. Right after this guy was like, well, my last work friend got hurt and I don't want to lose another. So I'm going to make sure all of us are safe. Frank's like, yeah, nah. And just like fucking shoots himself in the hand. Ouchie. Um, so yeah, it's, ouch. it's nighttime now. Tony is pulling over in a creepy alley somewhere. Uh, and he pulls Steve out of the car. And Steve is still mocking him about the fact that Steve gets to fuck Fiona and Tony doesn't. Steve. 
Read the power dynamics going on here. Tony has got the upper hand. <laughs> He's so dumb. So Tony beats the ever-loving shit out of Steve, and then he gives Steve an ultimatum. He says, turn yourself in and spend a few years in jail. In the meantime, I'll marry Fiona. Literally, what? Um, yeah, bro. Like, what? <laughs> do, you, do you think that's gonna happen? Because I don't. Yeah. And the other choice is Steve disappears tonight. Just fucking vanishes. Does not stop to say goodbye. Just goes away. Those are his options. That's, like, I don't know. Like, it's so hard to think about it because Shameless is, like, obviously not the most realistic show in the world. And, like, they break the rules in a lot of senses. But I'm just, like, you have a cop here that is basically breaking his own rules now about having a criminal in his backseat and in his fucking custody. And then it's just, like, you know what? I want to fuck your girlfriend, so you have to leave. <laughs> Like, the, Tony, Tony's brain is spaghetti. <laughs> it is spaghetti. It is spaghetti. Yes. So, yeah, we Tony gives Steve that ultimatum, and we cut over to the kids' St. Patrick's Day dance, and this place looks fucking St. Patrick's party dope. that Fiona's been fucking designing all week. <laughs> this place looks dope as hell. Like, it looks really cool in there. And Jasmine's husband comes up on Fiona by touching her ass, because uh, he thought that would be funny. And luckily, we Jasmine- love men. Luckily, Jasmine steps in before Fiona gets to knee him in the groin. And he says something about Fiona working for them. Because apparently, Jasmine runs his office and wants to hire Fiona. Hire. Fuck. You know. Two two things. Honestly. That Jasmine wants to do to Fiona. Yeah, get Fiona more in her corner. Yeah. So she pulls out some booze and asks Fiona to drink it with her. Uh, and then we go over to Tony driving down the street in the car he saw Steve in yesterday. But where did you leave Steve and how quickly did you think he got in that car? I don't understand how he got yeah. from A to B. Whatever. Uh, he speeds up past him so he could call in the stolen vehicle and pulls him over. But Steve ain't driving, is he? No, no, no. Nope. Who is? Ian and Lip. Ian and Lip are driving. Uh... Tony, you fucked up. If you weren't going to fuck Fiona before, you're definitely not going to fuck her now that you've Oh, yeah. No, nope. You just dug yourself even more deep, Tony. And we go over to that colossal fuck-up to uh, the Jackson house. Frank comes in, uh, his hand wrapped, and he's super high on painkillers. Oh, God, this is going to suck. Uh, this scene, literally, like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to think about Let's it. I don't want it to it. ever happen again. He, he hears Karen crying, and he goes downstairs <laughs> to check on her. Uh, she initially yells at him and tells him to get out, and then she tells him to stay and sit down. And then she takes some of his oxy. And, like, let's be very clear. He is fucking <sighs> high off his ass on painkillers. Oh, no, high yeah. Frank is, ass. like, is not there. He's not there. And then He's not she, mentally or physically there. And even when, like, I will give Frank this. When he came down to check on her, he heard her crying. And that's why he came down to check on her. Um, but still high <laughs> off his ass. She takes some of his oxy. And then she takes off her clothes. Frank is stoned. And Frank says No. And she might be the underage one in the scenario, but I'm. she rapes him. Yeah, no, because the entire time he's like, no, 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 no. And, like, she's just, like, and but she goes live, right? Yeah. While it's happening. And, and like, or no, I think she's just recording it, but still. Um, but and bef- before the and actual. And she's, like, talking. <sighs> yeah. Before go the ahead. actual sex happens, we go back to the dance. Fiona is moping about Steve not showing up, and Jasmine is conveniently right there, a shoulder to cry on. 
Um, and she offers to get high in the in the bathroom with Fiona to make her feel better. God. And then Fiona gets the call. Ian and Lip have been arrested. And we go from that devastating news to back to Karen's basement where she is in Frank's lap, se- sexually assaulting him. She That's what's happening. Yeah. And it's, like, really upsetting because obviously, like, girl's not 100% there. But, like, I feel like there was no warning for this scene at all. And it just kind of happens and you just, like, sit there shocked. And I feel like it says a lot because once that happens, roll credits, no after scene, no after credit scene. So you're just, like, sitting there like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, there was the few episodes back where she was, like, letting him see her topless in the tub and, like... To get back at her dad, being super sexual about it. (laughs) But, like, even then, Frank was like, I would like zero parts of this. I would like zero parts of this, please. Frank has never showed any attraction to Karen. In the sense that, like, if he sees boobs, it's boobs. But, like, he's never been like, I want to smash Karen. Yeah, they never make Frank a creepy pedophile vibe. And then this happens. And it's just... And everybody on... I know going forward, people... I don't want to talk about what happens in the show, but I know people that were on Karen's side. Like she was the one who was assault, but like she was, she wasn't, she wasn't. And like, I don't know. It feels weird to like not be on Karen's side. And like, let's be clear on the emotional side. I'm on Karen's side. And I know that Karen is going through it, but she shouldn't have done this. Mm hmm. And like, like I, obviously, it's to get back at her dad, but I'm like, girl, there's, you could have done something else. Yeah, like, this was not okay. And this is the last thing we see in this episode. The roll credits, no after credits scene. I, <sighs> like, it just it just leaves off and you're just like, oh, okay. That happened. And that's the last episode before the finale. We've got one episode left in the season. Uh, what a weird note. To, I don't want to leave it on that note. It's so fucking weird and I don't like it. Yeah, uh-uh, not the biggest fan. <laughs> but yeah, so in this episode, Jasmine. We got Jasmine. We got Jasmine. We got Jasmine. Uh, Ian and Lip got arrested. Ian said that he doesn't want to be part of any other family. He wants to be part of this family. And Debbie friend, got an iPad. Debbie got an iPad. <laughs> and Steve was given an ultimatum. Get out of town without saying goodbye or go to prison. That's it. That was his ultimate. So yeah, that's... That's episode 11. That's episode 11. <laughs> wow. I, I just don't know how to get out of this. So let's just get out of it. Um, yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are sorry. <laughs> we're deep. We're sorry. Um, but thank you for sticking through it. We've got one episode left in this season. And then we're going to take a little bit of a break for a few weeks. And Evan and I are going to record as many episodes as humanly possible uh, yes, I think over pile. all of September and maybe a goal to be back posting by October, by the first week of October, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe if we can get two or three episodes recording, we could start posting again the first week of October because then we will have a steady stream going and we will determine yeah. whether it'll be every, like I'm posting this on two, we're p- recording this on Sunday, the 22nd. I'm intending to post this on Tuesday. So we're trying to get back to once a week for these last couple of episodes. And yeah, so we'll try to get as many recorded as we can so that we can get back to the once a week model. 
Yes, and have stockpiled ones because obviously both of our schedules are wacko because of COVID, especially mine because of my job. So I got to make the time. Yeah. So, yeah, we're going to do what we can. We are so thankful for everybody listening. If you so very thankful, share this with everybody that you know that likes Shameless or or has or or is watching Shameless for the first time and would like an objective point of view uh, as they listen <laughs> as they watch it. I know that I I jumped into the L Word, which was a show that is from the early 2000s that for the early 2000s was super progressive and great but then i watched it and i was like ooh um but i found a podcast called to ellen back that watched it along with and they were people that watched it when it first came out and now they're watching it again as fully informed adults and they're like ooh and we get to be ooh together about it but still get to enjoy it and that was my goal for this podcast really <laughs> um but yeah share this with your friends rate us and review us and we're happy to have you we're happy to thank be you here. we love uh, people listening in it makes it more real because we know other people are just as crazy as we are <laughs> yeah and we love doing this we uh, I like it's it's not a job it's a thing that we decided to do and it's fun it's a good time um and it's an honor that you asked me to join because originally like i don't know if they know it but so originally this was amanda's like whole idea and she asked me to come on to be like a like a guest star, like a guest co-host um, for like a couple episodes here and there. And then like before we started like recording, she just like ended up messaging me being like, you know what? Do you just want to be my co-host? And I was like, you know what? I would love to be your co-host. Yeah. So in our pilot episode, you're the guest. And then by episode two, you're the co-host. <laughs> uh, my power. <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing this with somebody other than you like the the passion that we both have for the show mm -hmm. if it, it means so much to me to have you along the ride with me so i don't <laughs> feel like a crazy person it's so nice i feel the same exact way oh uh, it's not even our finale yet we're getting all gushy anyway i know um you can follow the show on luck we had pod on twitter luck we had pod on instagram you can email us at luck we had pod at gmail.com the link to our website uh where all of the everywhere you can listen to us is in that uh is in the bios of the twitter and the instagram we also have a ko-fi if you like um in a, in a goal to get better microphones for the both mm -hmm. of us if you would like <laughs> an enhanced audio experience uh no pressure it's just there is a ko-fi there if you want to look at it um you can follow me on at, at, at abnormal amanda 18 on instagram and at abnormal amanda on twitter where they where can they follow you evan um, you can go ahead and follow me on Instagram at I Wanna Die Four Thousand, as well as TikTok as I Wanna Die Four Thousand, and I do have a Twitter which is Internet Life Yo. We don't talk about it. I'm not very active on there, but you can go ahead and follow me on there. But make sure to check out all of our links and our websites. Um, I need to update our website with um, us being on Apple Podcasts now, which is so freaking cool. Um, and it's an honor to fucking have a podcast on Apple podcast. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to update the information there with all of the links where you can watch us. Uh, I mean, listen to us. Um, please write in, please review, let us know what you want us to talk about. If you have something to talk about, please let us know if we have someone who'd like to be a guest, you know what? Be a guest. We love talking to people about this stuff. Yeah. So more the merrier is what I say. Literally, we record this over Skype. It is so accessible. Um, if you want to talk to us, if you want to jump in on any episode and just give us in, give us your opinion, I, we, we'd love to hear it. We'd fucking love to Please. hear it. Um, but yeah, rate, review, subscribe on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and uh, SoundCloud. And uh, we'll see you guys next week for the finale we'll of season one. For the finale! All right, everybody, bye. Bye, bye everyone.